This episode is brought to you by Buzz Vacation Rentals, a premier property management company in Houston and Galveston. Give Buzz a call today if you need help in managing your short-term and vacation rental properties at 281-549-8432 or visit their website at buzzvacationsrentals.com. Now back to The Real Estate Baller Show. In this episode, we're going to talk about simple real estate math that you as a real estate investor should know. If you enjoy this episode, let us know by writing a review and share this episode with a friend. You are listening to The Real Estate Baller Show. I'm your host, V. Lee. This is the show where I interview upcomers, doers, and ballers of the real estate investing world. I want to bring you real-life lessons and takeaways so that you can make smarter decisions about investing in real estate and accelerating your real estate businesses. The purpose is to help you to reach your financial freedom in real estate investing faster. In today's episode, we're going to talk about simple real estate math and how to calculate your profit per deal. Do keep in mind all these numbers are estimate and all the calculations today are based on the purchase price and the potential sale price of the property. And just in case you wonder, purchase price is what you will pay to acquire the property. And sale price is what the potential buyer will pay you when you sell the property. So first, let's talk about buying costs. With buying costs, we have the purchase price, and that's probably your biggest buying cost. Then you have title fees. Title fees include title policy. This is usually about 1% of the purchase price. It is state regulated. Then you have escrow and recording fees charged by the title company. Sometimes you have a survey cost if a survey is required or needed. Now the seller usually pay the title policy and the seller closing costs. But in most cases, when dealing with investor, the investor offer to pay all of the costs as an incentive for the buyer. So if you agree to pay all the closing costs, make sure you include the cost in your calculation. So next you have a lender fee if you have a lender. If you don't pay for the acquisition with cash, then you, you know, you have to involve a lender and the lender usually would charge an origination fee and most of the time an appraisal is required. So there's a cost associated with that as well. Then if you go through a real estate agents or a wholesaler, then you also going to incur a real estate commissions or a wholesale fee. Then you have the cost and this is a, a the cost that most people leave out is an acquisition cost or the marketing cost to acquire the property. For example, if you spend $5,000 in marketing for that month and you buy one property, then your marketing cost is $5,000. So we'll keep it simple for math. So that's pretty much all the buying costs. And for my quick math, I typically would budget this buying cost as two and a half percent of my purchase price. And if my lender fee is higher, then it may become a little bit more. So if the lender charge you two points origination fee or three points, then your 
per buying cost. Obviously, it's going to be higher than 2.5%. Next to the buying cost, I'm going to follow like the progressions of the property. So you're going to acquire the property and then you hold it to do the necessary work or whatnot before you can resell. Okay, so next is the holding cost. Holding cost would include your interest payments if you have a loan, your property tax payments, the insurance payments, and there's three types of insurance, uh, hazard, flood, flood and windstorm are only in certain area, but most importantly, the hazard insurance is always uh, needed, okay? It's really risky if you if you pay cash and you say, well, I don't need to have insurance, please don't make that mistake because the house could burn down and you lose all your cash. All right, so make sure you always have insurance. So we have interest payments, property tax payments, HOA payment. And this payment usually is a small amount unless the property belongs to a condo associations or a golf community of some sorts where the HOA fee is a lot higher. I was in Colorado recently and a, a friend of mine owned a townhomes and they said, oh, our HOA fee is really Really cheap is only six thousand a year, and here we are in Texas. We used to, you know, a few hundred, and if you pass a thousand or two thousand, that's considered expensive. And so they said their HOA payment was six thousand, and that's was cheap. And some other condo or association charged thirty thousand a year. Okay, so you got that, and then you got utility payments, gas, electricity, water. You have yard maintenance, maybe pool maintenance maybe snow removal, maybe hot tub maintenance, any other outside maintenance, extra maintenance that you got. Okay, so that would uh, consist of your holding costs. And my quick math, my like short lazy calculations for this holding cost would be I use my loan amount because my loan amount is typically higher than my purchase price. Or you can also use the ARV. So if my ARV is 200,000, my holding cost would be 1% a month. So 2000 a month in holding costs. This is my way of cheating, simple math, quick math, right? Or you can break it down. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss another show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Now we got to ready to sell and you have the selling costs. So what are selling costs? When you buy, you pay the title policy, now you sell, there's also another title policy. And this cost of the title policy is now based on the sale price. So you have the title fees, just same as the, when you purchase the property. This time, all your fees will be slightly higher because you have a bigger price. Same title fee, higher. Uh, some In some cases, if you sell to an owner-occupant, you may have to do a seller contribution, and that is typically about 3 to 5% of the sale price. It's also regulated. It depends on the loan that they go through, the underwriter, the amount is regulated. You can give like, you know, 30000 on a $100,000 purchase. Yeah, so that's the seller contribution. You have real estate commission, and in Texas, it's about 6%, so 3% to the buyer's agent, 3% to the listing agent. It's all negotiable, but it's kind of standard here in Texas, and I find that it's risky if 
you reduce commission to the buyer's agents because they're less motivated to want to sell your property. And if you are your own listing agents, then you can save 3% on the listing agent side. Okay, so that's typically about 6% here in the state of Texas. You have other fees like prepayment penalty. You know, if your lender has a prepayment penalty, like they want you to have the loan for six months or a year and you sell the property too fast and they haven't had a chance to earn any interest yet, so they may wanna charge you a prepayment penalty. So make sure you know what that number is. So for selling costs, you have title fee, just like in the buying costs. You have seller contribution, and it's not always, you don't always have this. The real estate commissions, most of the time, if you go through the retail realm, and then other fees such as prepayment penalty. You ready? on how to calculate your real profit. Okay, we got all the numbers already. So here's your real profit. Your real profit is sale price minus buying costs, minus holding costs, minus repairs, minus selling costs. And there you have it, your real profit number. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want more, join our Facebook group, RE Ballers, for further discussions of this episode. And wherever you are listening to your podcast, please subscribe to the Real Estate Ballers so you never miss another show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we appreciate a five-star rating, a written review, or if you simply share this episode with a friend.